Dr. Jason Kunick paused with his pen poised over his notepad, waiting for an answer. The old bulldog Gus looked aghast. His cheeks quivered indignantly. But I... that's not... how can you... Gus sputtered. It's a simple question, Jason said impatiently. Your primary caregiver, when you were merely a dog, Mrs... Jason shifted his notes to see the name. Mrs. Anderson, I want you to assign a percentage to the emotions you experienced for her before you became quickened. The choices are A, childlike affection, B, dutiful, C, worshipful, D, romantic, E, sexual, F, resentful, G, obligated, H, grateful, and I, hostile. Gus had once been a sixty-pound bulldog addicted to the couch, but he'd become quickened due to the deep bond he had with his owner. That is to say, he gained the ability to shift into human form. Now he appeared to be a gentle-looking older man with white hair, blue eyes, a round face, and a serious belly. His expression was one of deep confusion, as if Jason were speaking Swahili. Jason nudged the paper in front of Gus closer to his hand and pen, silently willing him to pick it up and write something, anything. Gus didn't. Jason gritted his teeth. If you have difficulty with the concept of percentages, might I suggest a one to ten scale? For example, if you felt resentful toward Mrs. Anderson an average of three times a week, you might assign that category a two. Three times a day would be an eight. Oh, and sexual urges are defined as anything from an actual erection to obsessive licking. However, Gus covered his face with his hands, got up from the table in the Mad Creek Diner, and stumbled to the door. "'Wait! I haven't gotten your blood and urine samples yet!' Jason called after him, standing up from the booth. But Gus didn't turn around. He hurried out of the diner in an anxious trot. And now everyone in the place was staring at Jason like he had a forked tail and had just composed the Ten Satanic Commandments. With a grumble, he sat back down and arranged his papers and notepad into a neat pile that paralleled the lip of the table. Then he took the unused forms he'd given to Gus and placed each one in its respective spot in the stack before neatening the pile again. The problem, as Jason saw it, was the diner. It was ridiculous trying to do serious research work in a public setting like this. Totally unviable. How could he expect his test subjects to discuss sensitive topics here? Worse yet, he had no control over the environment and thus he couldn't simply lock his subjects in until they responded. Unfortunately, the small hotel room he occupied in Mad Creek was out of the question. There was no space, and it had a lingering odor of wet cat. He spent as little time there as possible. The cabin he'd rented wasn't ready yet, and he was impatient to start his work, so he thought he could make do with the diner in the interim. But so far, Gus was the fourth quicken to walk out on him without offering even a smidgen of useful data. It was hardly a propitious start to his critical research in Mad Creek. Excuse me? Jason looked up to see a handsome young man standing at his booth. He had a baby girl with black hair and startlingly blue eyes balanced on one hip. The human infant carrier had long brown hair, diagonal bangs across his forehead, a narrow face, and hazel eyes. He was lanky and had an earthy vibe that Jason could smell. No, not smell, for God's sake. Jason was a scientist, not a bloodhound. 
It was a mental impression. That was all. Yes, Jason snapped, still in a foul mood. Um, yeah, I I couldn't help but overhear your conversation with Gus. I know it's none of my business, but I wondered if I could talk to you for a moment. I'm Tim Buford, by the way, and this is Molly. Tim waved the baby's little hand in a ridiculous manner. Jason didn't know anything about babies, but he could tell this one was a baby quick. Tim, on the other hand, seemed entirely of the species Homo sapiens. Very well, Jason waved at the booth seat opposite him. He didn't have another appointment for thirty minutes anyway. Great, just let me grab my lunch. Tim flashed a smile that looked forced, went and got a plate that had a salad and half sandwich on it, and slid into the booth.